Alrighty, welcome to Brolosophy. And guys, if you are wanting to support the show, Brolosophy, then you can do so by supporting our sponsors. So our sponsors on this show are True Protein. True Protein are a supplement provider in Australia who are really, really great. We've worked with them for a while now. Um, I'm not huge on supplements, so I cycle on and off them. Um, but the only supplements I would use are True Protein. Uh, I remember when True Protein reached out and they actually wanted to partner with us on a giveaway a couple of years ago through AdventureFit. Um, and yeah, I was stoked because if there was one supplement provider in Australia, I've just always uh, that I would use and that I did use and that I would partner with with AdventureFit. It was always True Protein. So really happy that they're um, that they're a partner of ours um, and they've got t- tons of good stuff. So they've got um, protein powders, weight loss blends, mass gainers, you know, amino acids, everything you could ever want or imagine. And if you want to use True Protein, then you can get 10% off by using our link and that's at trueprotein.com.au and the link is bro. So the link is bro, trueprotein.com.au, 10% off. We are also brought to you today by Yeti. So Yeti guys, Yeti are a cooler company from uh, the United States who are making waves now in AU and, and NZ and they have an amazing range. So they've got, um, they're basically just the best cooler brand on the, wor- on the world, in the world, on the planet, in the world. So they've got hard coolers, they've got their famous Tundra cooler. Um, the Tundra cooler comes in many different sizes. So the Tundra cooler is probably their, their most famous product it comes from a 35 liter all the way up to uh what do they got here they've got a bloody 350 liter tundra so literally the best quality um the best quality basically coolers that you can find um they've got soft coolers for you know if you're going kayaking or if you're going hiking and you want to carry a cooler around they got other sorts of drinkware and outdoor gear it's they're just an awesome company um they're all about supporting you know um all of your outdoor specialties and they're awesome and i'm stoked that we're able to partner with them so to check out their range head to yeti.com.au forward slash bro that's yeti.com.au forward slash bro and lastly today we are brought to you by athena so Athena is basically an outsourcing agency. So we take really incredible people all over the world. So talented people from Argentina, from Venezuela, from Peru, from Sri Lanka, from the Philippines, and we plug them into our clients' businesses. So basically, um, we help small businesses scale and get time back in their life. So every small business has a number of different bits and pieces that they do week to week day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month that are really low value to the uh, to the bottom line. And instead of having your most skilled, most experienced, most talented people doing those jobs, that's the stuff that you want to outsource and you want to get off your plate so you can focus on the bigger things. And we really help you do that. So if you're a young business and you want to scale your team, get more time back in your life and get more Uh, dollars in the bank account and more importantly I guess really help more people like that's why people get into businesses to do something good in the world then we can help you so 
Um, if you want 20 hours of our virtual assistance, I hate the word virtual assistant, but for lack of a better term, if you want 20 hours free of virtual assistant services, you can head to athena.co, A-T-H-Y-N-A. So it's Athena with a Y. And in the inquiry box, you can use the code BRO. Athena.co, um, support us and we will support entrepreneurs on both sides of the globe. Here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Yo. Discovery Roger, go for deploy. Some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. This is round two with the great Steve Samartino. Steve, Sam, you called me the great. Yeah, is that the first time? I'll take it. It's actually not, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. Um, so we've also got Prashant sitting with me, Prashant Sharma. So Prashant's a housemate of mine, and uh, what would you call yourself, Prashant, before we throw over Steve? And you got 30 seconds, mate. Okay. <laughs> Founder of an aviation company working to move aircraft manufacturing into the new era. So we're developing electric aircraft to get people from suburb to CBD in five minutes. And just to explain, I'm wearing the aviators because Steve has told me I can't take them off. <laughs> Mate, you're going to thank me in a couple of years when you're it's known good, it's for gonna that. Be your thing. You're in the aviation game, you're wearing aviators, you just own it, brother. That's going to be Perfect. your thing. We'll definitely touch on that, Prashant, for sure, I reckon. Um, but Steve, why don't you um, just give a quick reintroduction yourself because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening that probably... Um, only listened to the first show three or four times and may have forgotten the first story. <laughs> Steve Sammartino, tech nerd from the age of 10. Uh, didn't have a friend until I was about 25 or 30 because of that nerdosity. But of course, nerd is cool now, right? Nerd, yeah, nerd is in. Right. Finally. Um, so people call me a futurist. I study the impact of technology and economics. And uh, I've had a number of startups, worked in big business, written a few books, made some world-first technology, had some viral videos, go on radio, go on TV, talk about tech and its impact on the world and just love thinking about where the future's going, how technology impacts it and how it impacts our lives. Cool. I like it. That's a good bio. So let, let me just ask you this then, Steve. First thing, because we haven't caught up in a while, we bumped into each other the other day down, um, down in Frankston, but um, what's the one thing at the moment that would, you would say has got you fired up at the most? In my own career or in the world? In the world. The world of futurism or your own career? No, Whatever. Let's talk about the world. The one thing that has got me fired up right now is the inordinate power of technology companies because they stole something from us without us realizing they stole it. Bastards. Data. <laughs> See, dirty, dirty data stealing it. bastards. Yes, surveillance yeah. capitalists. Mm -hmm. Now, I love capitalism. I am like pro-level capitalism, want to make money, want to be rich, all of that stuff. <laughs> right? But I say that we should have guardrails on capitalism mm. so that we can all compete fairly. And so what we've got now is four or five big companies who trick us with their terms and conditions, which are incredibly onerous and to their advantage. It's not, it's not a privacy policy. It's a surveillance policy. Mm. And so they take... 
the thing of value, which is our data and our private human experiences, and then they leverage that to sell, but also because they know so much about us, they can use that data about us to influence us to make us keep coming back for more. Mm. So they get this virtual positive cycle where opting out of technology is not an option. And so that's the thing that's got me fired up is the technology has been seconded by a few really big powerful firms and the government let them get away with it because they don't understand it. Mm. And now it's really hard for us to compete without using their services because we've become enshrined in the world that they've put a big boundary oh, around. Oh, yeah. We Google we Google anything we want to know, we Google it. Mm. We're not going to stop that at the drop of a hat. We're well, not going well, to get The, the reason things. you're not going to stop is because well, because there's no competition. But if, yeah, there was, right. if there was competition, then you might have a chance of going somewhere else. So what happened with this um, Zuckerberg... Uh, what happened when Zuckerberg went to court? Because I remember, uh, I don't know if we spoke about this on the first show that, that we ran. I don't think we did talk about any of this stuff, but... I think it was after that, that the Zuckerberg uh, y- thing was y- after it. Yeah, yeah. But I remember, um, I remember for example, because I'm, I'm convinced that Facebook, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm convinced <laughs> that Facebook listened to, our, listened to our conversations. And I'll tell you why. I had a podcast with my friend Ed Morrison... <laughs> And um, I'll tell you why. Uh, we're going to tell you. So you better listen up, brother. We're telling so, you. So right. I'll pass on the message. <laughs> so, um, so we were talking about, um, we we're just talking absolute bollocks about whatever in this, this podcast catch up with my mate Ed. And then um, Ed goes, you know what, guys? Have you ever heard about the pink pigs? And I said, the what? He goes, the pink pigs in the Bahamas. Have you heard about the pink pigs in the Bahamas, the swimming pigs? I said, what are you on about, Ed? And anyway, Ed goes on to tell us this really funny story about these pigs in the Bahamas that all these celebrity influencers go and swim with and they bring them over and they've, they've grown their business through using influencer marketing, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he goes, Ed goes, but what I'm bloody worried about is who's putting the sunscreen on these poor bloody pigs? <laughs> anyway, I remember it so well because it was really funny, you know? Yeah, we laughed our heads off. Of course. And then, but I remember the podcast was at 10.45 at night because it was the only time we could catch up with it. Not 10.45, finished at 10.45. And I remember... That night, I went straight to bed, and the next day, all on my Facebook feed, I was getting served ads for come join the swimming pigs in the Bahamas, the pink pigs. And you hadn't typed it or used keystrokes? No. Had your friend who's spoken about it done a recent post, and you'd like that post, or he'd seen that you're in your feed because they think that... I'm just... What what I'm doing is I'm playing devil's advocate. I understand that. Right. Could it be that you're connected with this person, he'd put it up there, and they know that the things that... We're oh, into friends, friends, there's, there's of friends, the friends, yeah, of friends. friends of friends. Yeah. So there is, mm. and you know what? Now fuck that. No, wait, no, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, but wait. But that laughter is the laughter of Sasha, by the way. Yeah, yeah. By the way, <laughs> that's the art of what they do, because all of a sudden there's plausible deniability that mm. they're not listening, because mm. they can say, yeah, but wait a minute, our algorithms, which by the way are a secret, because you're not yeah. allowed to know what they are. I'm yeah. not allowed to know. That's like eating. Cornflakes, where you're not allowed to know what the ingredients are. Even if you are. gave them to the government, the government would go, what is this? Right. So there's plausible deniability that they're not listening to your phone, but we know that it, it's capable. What do you think? I don't want to put on a tinfoil hat here. I know. Because I, I actually I don't really like, doing like that technology. Either. Here's what I... Okay. Better than telling you what I think, let me tell you what I know. Okay. What I know that is Facebook and Google and a number of technology companies have said they don't do things and then evidence has shown that they do. Mm. And so if past performance is an indicator of future performance, then we should be suspicious and investigate. Mm. 
that's better than saying, I think they do it, conspiracy theory. Okay. Mm. I know that a number of times I've said, oh, we don't do this and we don't do that and we don't do that. And then turned out that they did. Okay, so let's just keep digging until we find out the truth. That's yeah. probably a better way, right? Yeah. No, I like that's my way. That's a very nice way. I of like saying, my They're way. fucking doing it for <laughs> sure. The pink pigs. <laughs> I've solved the case. <laughs> right? Did you see? Like, I mean, I wanted to sound like you know, I was a rational human being. Shit, I, I just tried realized, so hard. I just I realised I've got hard. one of these bloody things. Yeah, I yeah, should yeah, pull that man to I tried really hard. <laughs> Look, hey, the history of corporations mm. pretending they don't do things for profit. Gee, that's not a short history, is it? Mm. I mean, that's a big book, that one. Let's write mm. that book. Mm. So, yeah, you know, right. companies will do what they can get away with for a profit. Mm. And, you know, the Facebook stuff, the truth is, is that most of the people in governance don't understand how the technology works. And so it's far easier to get away with something that has hidden elements inside it. You know, there used to be cough medicine that had heroin in it that was for sale in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola used to have cocaine in it. Mm, mm. Kellogg's and a number of other companies said that we don't want to put nutrition panels or ingredients list on our packaged foods all the way up until the 1960s because they said that that was a trade secret mm. and it was unfair economically to do it. I mean, yeah. that got Sounds sold. like algorithms, doesn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. right. 100%. They got sold by the FDA and for every industry that's currently regulated and performing semi within the law, there's a regulatory <laughs> body. Right? right. Yeah, yeah. There's no government regulatory body for any of the tech companies that are software based. Yeah. And there won't be in the current way the governments are structured because the amount of time taken for legislation to come out purely because governments are designed to run in gridlock is over 10 years. Mm. Right. So if it takes 10 years to come up with legislation, another 20 years to develop a regulatory body which understands it, which is government timelines, you're 30 years before you even get anywhere. Right. Well, the Roughly. other thing is too is that. Software updates so frequently, right? You know, your yeah. phone wants 17 updates a day, yeah. right? Um, so that's incredibly difficult to regulate against them. You know, you've got a really yeah, got a a moving target. Yeah, you've they're got a, a moving heavier. target. It's like, it's, like it's like drugs in sport. You know, yeah. new drugs come out that beat the old testing systems. And it's not until five or ten years later yeah, that they ca- the testing systems tough. catch up. I mean, look, there but what's way, the greater implication, implications, though, to them stealing our data? Like, what, why is it, got, why is okay. it the number one thing that's got you well, fired Well, I, th- I think for me, privacy and security are really important. We, we fought hundreds of years to get it. Mm. Um, and I think that while we think privacy is not that important, we've been uh, co-opted to believe that your privacy doesn't matter that much. Because, look, sure, they know that I went down to the cafe there, but we can serve you up ads that are more relevant. And, mm. Steve, we know that you like shoes. And, you know, next time we show you an ad and you'd like, you know different kinds of shoes you're a bit of a sneaker freak well wouldn't wouldn't you pr- rather see an ad for sneakers than caravans mm. do you know like yeah yeah that I makes like that more sense right yeah, yeah well right. i don't know mm. i don't know if i like it but the, the reason that it's a real problem is right now it might be just serving you up ads but in the future what happens when everything in our world is tracked so at the moment it just tracks behavior mm. Right, tracks where you go what you do who your friends are things that you like but what happens in the future when my toilet is a mini laboratory that knows really early that I've got cancer. And I don't know that I've got it, but maybe a company like Google, Google Health, let's call it Google Health, Mm. your Google Health partner. And that information gets in the wrong hands and I can't get health insurance. What if, what if, wait a minute, what if... What if it ca- cures your cancer? What if, but what, yeah, that, that's right. What if it's so this is where tech utopian, is not good or bad. Utopian so, right, so this, scenario. So tech is not bad or good. It's like fire. Fire mm. can warm your home, cook your food or burn yeah, your house down. Yeah, 
right? Yeah. It can do any of those things and it's about how you control it. <clears throat> so another example might be they know that my someone in my family had skin cancer and it's highly likely in my family and from my Apple smartwatch, they know that I'm outside a lot because of the geolocator and the temperature and where I am but all of my purchases are on the new Facebook Libra the new Facebook Libra cryptocurrency and they know that not once have I ever bought sunscreen mm. and then I can't get health insurance. This is just one example. What about when a technology company is driving my car uh, inside my house and it becomes part of our physical world, not just our emotional and social experience? Mm. So there's, there's, yeah. there's deep considerations no. which I don't think have come yet but what you want to do is have the right benchmarks of laws that happen now before we get there. Because yeah, no, when you get right. there, it's really, really hard to wind it back. Yeah. Right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, so agree. that's why I'm concerned about it is because this is just the start of the start. We're only yeah. 20 years into this revolution. Yeah, yeah dude, that's right. Dude, this is like... We're only 10 years into Facebook, really. Uh, yeah. 20 years into the internet. Yeah, 10 years into yeah, the data into stuff. The, into the graf- yeah, yeah, into the graphical web. And only yeah. 10 years of the smartphone. Mm. Like, the car was invented 150 years after the start of the Industrial Revolution. Mm. That shows how early we are and already there's massive concerns. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that I think is interesting around the data stuff as well is um, they know so much about what we like so they feed us more of what we like yeah of course so, so you think of like left wing <clears throat> right wing you know whatever political parties whatever conspiracy theories is a, is a terrible one yes. so rather than like you know you're basically hey you like this here's 50 more of those to confirm that there's thing no such that, thing as news anymore. No, that's right. It's just all one-sided. Uh, all you see is existing beliefs. You get into an echo chamber of existing mm. beliefs. You go down a wormhole and you're going to believe more of what you believe. And actually, they've done studies now that what you're seeing is this chasm between left and right-wing politics yeah, that's now. Right. getting wider and wider because the sensible center has been eroded. Now, the history of media is really interesting here. It turns out that when mainstream media and television, let's use the word television, came to TV, Spectrum, Spectrum is, think of a web address, but there was only five web addresses, only five internet addresses. Channel, in, in Australia, it's, you know, Channel 2, Channel 10, Channel 9, whatever. In America, it was NBC, ABC, yep. CBS, and so on. Yep. And to give out the license of Spectrum, they cut a deal. And the deal was you need to give unbiased news for two hours a day where it shows a balanced view of things that are happening in the world. That was actually a deal that was passed. Yeah. And when the internet came out, that, that those laws got changed. That's mm. why you've got Fox News now because they don't have to be unbiased. Yeah. But on the internet, we don't have that. And what we have is algorithms, which their objective, Facebook's objective is to keep you there as long as possible. 100%. Right. I mean, Instagram is so great issue. at it because I love surfing. They just keep showing me more and more surfing. And Dude, I love it. Dude, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Did you go to work today? No, I was just on Instagram later. watching seven hours of surfing. <laughs> yeah. I loved every second of it. I mean, right? I was even talking about not going to sleep at night because you're of on your phones. Yeah, it's their fault. Yeah. It's their fault. That's a negative physical effect off the tech designed to keep of course. you 100%. Like, you Mate, should, it's illegal. It's designed for them, it's not illegal. us. Exactly. Dude, it it's should designed be, for them. It it's criminal. not designed for you. Yeah. It's like but yeah, it's like when people say I search Google. No, no, you're not searching Google. <laughs> Google's searching you. Yeah. Right. 100%. <laughs> you know the little um, red emoji, I mean the little red notification thing? That's because red gives us the most endorphins. Red yeah, gives does. us the biggest kick. Mm. Yeah, if it was green, we'd be like, oh, I don't fucking no, check that. Green is red, really green. red shoes. Red shoes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm well, getting no, green right is now. safety. Because think about it. If you think about the natural environment, <laughs> green things are generally safe. Red things are yeah. fire and blood. Yeah. That's why red is the emotional color. Yeah. Because it's fire and blood and it represents danger. 
And so if things Bulls are dangerous, you've got you to check, you've got to check, <laughs> you've got to make sure. And so you don't see news anymore is where, yeah. where we're going to before. And so what happens is you don't have a discourse. And so what you end up with someone like Donald Trump. Mm. They, they do interviews on people who love Donald and they don't see any bad news on Donald because the channels they look at only show the stories that are pro him. Mm. So. Yeah, no, there's heaps of, heaps of problems. With so it. it's interesting. It's like it's, it's what we need is this is like we've got a factory Mm. And there's no workplace health and safety in the factory. And we just send kids into the, down the mine or into the factory and people get their hands chopped off every day. We're not saying we want to get rid of the tech. What we're saying is, what is the equivalent of road rules, brakes, workplace health and safety to give us the tools, but to have boundaries? Because yeah. we want a civil society, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the seatbelts. The seatbelts, the seatbelts, the, the, seat the, seat the, the brakes, it's yeah. the road rules, it's yeah. the traffic lights. For sure. Yeah, that's what we want, right? And these guys are just going, oh, no, we're tech, we're special. Look, haven't you seen? We've got primary colours in our logo. We're good people. <laughs> look at that, right? Mate, we've got, hey, look at the beanbags. How can we be bad guys? Check this shit out. Mate, hang yeah, with us. Mate, on what are you talking about? There's yoga here. You can bring your dog. It's fantastic. I mean, you don't even understand. We don't need regulation. No. Yeah. Do you know the top five technology companies have a market capitalization? Do you know what that is? A market cap. A market cap is how much the company's worth. They mm. call it a market cap. Mm. Just five companies are worth $3.7 trillion. Mm. Right? And did you know that's 22% of the US GDP? Mm. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's a new gilded age, a technopoly. That's crazy. Well, they're the people that control the world that we live in. They're the new, they're the, they're the new kings like, and queens, like really. Like no one before because... Think even, of the power Zuckerberg has. Yeah, well, he's in charge of 2.35 billion people. Yeah. We've never had a population that big in any country in the history of the world. Yeah. Right? And so... And he can't be voted out. Did you know that? What do you mean? He can never be voted out. What? He set up a corporate structure where he has more voting rights than anyone in Facebook, no matter how many Facebook shares he sells. He can never, ever be voted out. Did you know that? They can't ever sack him. Hmm. Well, that's not a very good system for the world. <laughs> but someone's going to kill him then. Sorry, Zach, your time's up. Wow, I can't have a look. Wait, did everyone switch your phone off? How can I be involved in this type of a crazy podcast? I love it, but it's crazy. <laughs> Shit, I'm, uh, I'm a marked man now, not Zuckerberg. Bill, um, Bill take a chill. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, you're dropping C-bombs in a professional environment. Now did you're you? Yeah, uh, I've got to be carried away. You know, swearing's interesting. How can, how can you be offended by... I think some of the most offensive words... Are non-swear words but anyway that's that's yeah. for a different topic yeah. <laughs> no um so tell us about this um tell us about the the, the future of fake because i had a number of things that i wanted to bring up I, I was um i was trying to go through some of the show notes from our last show because i had no idea I, remembering back i remember we had a really deep long time we went far and wide don't, we? don't remember what we talked about so i made a few notes like one word notes on, on what we wanted to um talk about and fake wasn't one of them so no okay. no nah, nah. so so you're talking about like um, I'm going to write a post on that tonight when I go late at night one in the morning that's great internet time that's the best time of the internet one a.m. just internetting. <laughs> Do you find <laughs> that's when your brain is the most active? No, I just, I vary. I'm just, I'm, I don't I don't keep normal hours. I'm just I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> so fake is really interesting. Like I, I'm really excited by where fake can go. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think that fake gives us an opportunity to get the world we want to live in. The more and more fake stuff we get, you know why? Because everything there's going to be so much fake stuff that we can finally end up with the truth again. Because mm. right now, when I see a news report and I see Donald Trump or Obama or whoever or Nancy Pelosi or someone, 
I don't know now if that video is real. It used mm. to be that you could Photoshop something and make yeah. a fake picture, but we yeah. could kind of work it out. And then you go, well, pictures can be faked. All right, cool. So pictures may or may not be real. And by the way, you know, Instagram, because everyone's, you know, that 10 seconds of their life where they had the filter and they look yeah. like they're having an awesome life for that 10 seconds of fake 24 hours. Fake all yeah. over the joint. Yeah, right. So it's all <laughs> fake. So you don't know. So that's there. And now we've got fake videos and then you've got deep fakes where it looks like the person deep and their voice. Are unreal. Have you seen the deep fakes where they can just yeah, get a picture of Obama, so make him say something like he said it and you can look at it and just go It's wild. I don't yeah. know. It's wild. I, there's no way of The knowing. first time I saw one was about a month ago. And now I've seen 70 of them. Yeah. And they're Mate, unbelievable. You can buy them on Reddit for $28. <laughs> yeah, right. Go and buy... I'm going to do that tonight on my yeah. blog post. I shouldn't have I'm even got you. I should have just paid fake. 150 bucks to just get someone to Deep fake Steve Owen. Well, this you know, a lot of people, you know a lot of people don't know about this podcast oh. is that we are not here right now. <laughs> this is the fake us. Yeah, this is a, a deep. This deep, is the world's first deep fake podcast. No one's ever done. I mean, with the real me be sitting here with aviators on. And that's right. That's <laughs> exactly. why. Exactly. Deep that's flog. why you wouldn't have done that. That's the one thing we know that this was a deep fake. And exactly. I'm, I'm seeing myself in them, and I'm just loving it. But, so, so what's going to happen is we've got deep fake videos. Soon you'll be up. You'll be an app. Where I just do this and yeah. get 20 seconds of you speaking, right? And I can just look at your Instagram, your different clothes or whatever. I can even change your clothes mm. and get a deep fake of you. You can mm. train voice They've even done right deep now. fakes now where they've got historical photos from 200 years ago where all there is is a photo and the artificial intelligence is so good that it can work out how that person's face would have moved and then make a video that there's never been a video of, of a person for 200 years ago. I put one up on my LinkedIn feed and people blew up. People were like, whoa. I'm like, Full yeah, on. that's where we go. But here's what happens. We get so deep down the fake realm mm-hmm. that the only truth that can ever happen is truth that is when you're in the room with person. Mm. And so we get back to the whole world. The net assumption is that everything is fake. So then truth makes a comeback because the only truth is this when you can touch and feel the blood and you have to cut the hand to make sure it's blood. Mm. Right? Because, well, well, in 10 or 20 years, let's call it 20 years. Again, guys, be... that's the lovely voice of uh, Sasha on the right of us here. Sasha, you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> you should. <laughs> Sasha doesn't want you. So, so in the future, there'll be fake versions of us that are a virtual soft robotic version of me that you won't be able to know the difference. It'll be Proxy Steve. And I can just send Proxy Steve to work. And actually, you can get a number of versions of yourself. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Right? This is what happens. And then I can have 100 of me going out to do more work so I can be in a hundred places at once. It doesn't even need to be physical, right? When we get to augmented reality being something that Mm. we can have like either implanted into our eyes or through our goggles, we don't need. And here's something that you just brought up, which I think is quite interesting that I don't think many people have thought about. When we have augmented reality and we have AI that can like, you know, uh, implant a human being, Mm. people may never need to die. You could just have people who've died moving around the world around you. And their patterns of how they move, how they talk, how they think. Especially, they especially if you can upload your subconscious into a uh, into yeah. a computer. You don't need a physical form. You just move around as a digital image of yourself in a world where your your thought processes have already been uploaded. And it's actually you, but without a physical form. So we've wow. got some versions of that now. There was a cover article on Wired Magazine where... Uh, he wasn't even a software guy. I think he was a journalist. He interviewed his sick dad for about 18 months who had cancer mm-hmm. about everything about his life mm-hmm. and he created a chatbot that was his dad 
and the AI answers him the way that he did would based on all of the life experience that he had. So they've got that mental template of it. Yeah. All we need now is the physical template and you put the two together mm-hmm. and then you, you get exactly but what you're speaking about. J- just to touch on that one though, like what would be the benefit of that scenario? You we don't know, but we know yeah. that when it's possible, people make it. Yeah. It's like, I, what's the I, benefit of a nuclear bomb? It's like it's not going to stop humans doing it, right? Yeah, because the, the, um, the reason I say that is because I hear people get excited all the time about the fact that we, you know, we know how to extend our telomeres. We know that death is just a sickness that we will probably be able to you know figure our way around at some point in time but that doesn't really you know that doesn't really give us the ability to have more people on the planet you know so the digital version would you know having people around maybe it's for the person who does have a consciousness who is alive to have their loved one with them still maybe that would be cool i guess creepy but cool um but the living forever thing bums me out because i reckon we'll get there but we're gonna need a whole another bunch of planets to ship people off to to Do you fit think them all so? in. I reckon there's enough energy on the earth. You know, there's already, I'll give you a What stat, about space? space. Well, what space if no one dies? Well. means we can't have kids. Can we? I don't know. Maybe we can. I don't know. Maybe we could just build other extra levels into, into this. Just well, there's enough building. energy on earth that people think that there's not enough energy. For example, well, the sun now, would give us enough we energy, make enough it? calories to feed 60 billion people already today. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 60 well, billion. I didn't know that, but that doesn't well, surprise Okay, so me. what happens is padding the play. <laughs> I mean, just think about it, right? Let's just think about, I don't know, um, bananas. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had a banana in your house that you didn't get around to eating? Yeah, about five of them. <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. He's so bad. Of course he's, he is. He buys a massive bunch of bananas. And I, just, I just slowly with watch good him intentions. just go, Banana purchases come with good intentions. <laughs> yeah. Always. And so you buy the bananas, but you know the ones that got to the supermarket, the ones that were a bit green, a bit brown, and not not curved enough, mm-hmm. they got thrown out. There was some that got damaged in production. Then there was some that didn't get there. And then they didn't sell. Then you brought them home, and then you ate a couple, and then you threw them out. And even when you ate the banana, you really only ate one third because there was that little brown bit, and you took that off and you threw that out. Yeah, you're who would eat a brown bit? Brown Won't bit. stop you eating a savlaki at two in the morning, but a brown <laughs> bit on a banana, no way. Yeah, yeah you feed that no shit way. to your dog. <laughs> right, exactly. And so there's already enough calories yeah. on Earth. It's actually quite interesting that you like, yeah, it's something we don't think about in terms of how much food wastage there is. In it's huge. Terms of it's energy. off the scale huge. And that's not to say that there aren't people starving, but yeah. you have too much food in the wrong places. Yeah, that's right. Actually, I think it was about three years ago, we swapped over where there was more people eating themselves to death than starving themselves to death for the first time in human history. Mm. Yeah, we have more food than ever and more poverty than ever. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's a, it's a weird, a, weird world. Yeah, 100%. So um, the most social impact level-based startup would be somebody who takes a load of leftover food can preserve it and ship it off to countries where they don't have enough food there could yeah, be a, I mean, this is, that's a sure. really interesting question because i don't be a think it's that's around it right i'm sure somebody's got to be doing it's that it's not that, that right? they it's not that they don't get the, the people that are usually uh struggling economically mm-hmm. more often than not it's the socio-political circumstances of the country that they live rather mm-hmm. than the ability for them to have access to resources mm-hmm. it's often the social things and the mm-hmm. political forces that stop them being empowered to get access to resources mm-hmm. um tell you what i am fired up about future wise we <laughs> while we're talking about um, while we're talking about food mm-hmm. is um the future of meat production. Yeah. Oh, really exciting. So, so we had a guy on the podcast, Tom King, Thomas King, 
And um, Tommy, also, do you know him? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, good though. That was a deep fake. Deep fake. Deep fake live. Deep fake live. But uh, so yeah, this dude Thomas King. I dead set thought this guy was thirty years old. He was like he was uh, he was a man, very dissimilar to you. <laughs> he <Prashant>. was a man. <laughs> very. Um, but um, anyway, I thought he was thirty years old. He was a, he was the most impressive guy I've nearly ever met. I found out after the show that he was twenty one years old. Anyway, wow. it's incredible. I saw him talk at a, similar to a TED Talk, it was this thing called Real Big Things and it was like 15, 20 minute presentations about a certain topic and the topic was the future of food and, yeah, nice. food and booze. Yeah, nice. And anyway, yeah, so he spoke at this event and he's the CEO of Food Frontier and Food Frontier, they're not the head top level of the science that's um, of the meat breweries and the, and the, the vegan, the vegan um, burgers and so on and so yep. forth. But they're the people that do the work to put the meat producers with the scientists to make it all happen. And they're really leading the way. And he was telling me that they believe that within five years, there'll be meat on our shelves that's at a cost that we can basically afford that'll be brewed in a brewery. They're not calling them laboratories. They're taking it out of the science already and they're calling them breweries. I like the word brewery. It's a, and actually, yeah. you know what? It's more palatable. Yeah, that's right. 100% which, which is nice interesting. Uh, so, yeah, like well, that. you know how I roll, right? <laughs> that was a deep pun. <laughs> deep, deep pun and deep fakes. <laughs> now, it is more palatable because yeah. all of a sudden that's something that you have a relationship with that's and, right. and it, and it, it's it not has weird. the idea of scale as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't yeah. really want to have a meat factory because that's kind of Production line. You production think production line, you're like, yeah, yeah no. That's me, have nice. me lab is kind of off-putting, right? You think, yeah, it is. Yeah. You do. Yeah, you think, you think yeah. little beaker and it's yeah. disgusting. Brewery, you're like, oh, brewery, you're like exactly. a brewery for a couple of steaks and a couple do of beers. Do they make beers there as well? Because <laughs> yeah, this could right. be the greatest place yeah. and I may, I may never have to leave. Yeah. You just get, I, I, that you get a tray and it has an upside-down pot glass so the bottom's thicker and it has beer in it and then meat wrapped around it with a hole that the meat slips up. So it's just... Yeah. To, to somebody, to anybody UX, in that industry, UX. to anybody in that industry, that the design. If you're going to do brewery, have meat that comes pre-marinated in beer flavor. Yeah, mate, see. done. Stay yes. marinated in and beer. You know what? Yeah, and done. here we are, people wondering where tomorrow's jobs are going to come from. Yeah. We're just inventing jobs in industries and designs yeah. right here live on Brolosophy. Yeah, is that right? right? That I is mean, right. That's... That is right. Hey, um, but in all seriousness, though, so with this food, um. The, the, the meat brewery stuff. So <clears throat> one of the biggest things to happen in the whole industry is Tyson Meats and Memphis... No, Memphis, Memphis Meats. meats yeah. Memphis Meats started as meat brewery, I think, laboratory-grown. But Tyson Meats, I believe, um, are the biggest meat producer in the United States and they've signed up to transition mid-2020. That's interesting. I didn't know that, but I do know, and, and I'm quite well-versed in this area, so... Uh, well, I'm not. <laughs> so feel free <laughs> well, to Well, it's interesting just, because uh, I think that, I think that uh, history has a real clear pattern of things that were acceptable in the past become unacceptable in the future. Mm-hmm. So the stats that you say it's true. They reckon that uh, a a quarter pounder of <laughs> a quarter pound, sorry, quarter pounder, <laughs> a, a quarter of a pound of lab grown uh, beef is currently around about five thousand dollars. Yeah. The first ever lab burger, I think it was Dr. Thomas Post who did it. Uh, six years ago, seven years ago, was three hundred and thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and based on that exponential price drop, in about five years, it'll be less than ten dollars for yeah. like a steak. Uh, what's really interesting, a lot of people don't know this, is the emissions from agriculture are more than cars, trucks, and aeroplanes combined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about coal, but who's talking about methane? Animal farms. Yeah, yeah animal that's farms. right. Right. 
farms or did you? Animal farms. farms. No, I think you right. said farms. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Omissions. Animal yeah. omissions. Yeah. Let's say classy police for sharp. Uh, omissions. Stay, stay classy. They call. Um, they call him. Yeah. Animal. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, no one's talking about that. And you know why? Because in most Western cultures around the world, we have a deeply ensconced farming culture. Mm. And so it's kind of like swearing. It's like don't you know? Don't talk about. It. It's like mm. that's where it's going. I actually think that within less than 20 years in many modern countries in the world uh, animal farming and killing any animal to eat will be outlawed yeah mm. I agree that's where we're going you're going to outlaw it and why not like if it's nature and they call it NI nature identical so yeah. it has the exact same chemical composition and physical composition my rutchmother have a steak that came from a little my, you know, myo fleck of a, of mm. a cow and was grown than, than a cow getting hurt have you 100%. had one of those have you? I, I haven't had uh, one of the lab-grown burgers yet, but I've had the analog vegetarian-style one, and they taste pretty damn good. You know, had, um, even, even the... Uh, the they do uh, it grilled. I'm yeah, they, they do it grilled. Yeah. They've got, I think, the Impossible Burger, and the other one is mm. Beyond Meats at uh, yeah. Lord of the Fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. the Beyond Meats, they went on the stock exchange less than three months ago. Mm. The shares were $25 a share, and now they're at 165 So you would have yeah. made seven times your money in less than three months. Yeah. Seven yeah. X. Mm. It's wild, isn't it? Uh, when when Tom was explaining it to me, he he laid it all out, and I and then obviously there's the emissions, there's the land taken up by animal agriculture, absolutely, and then there's, there's the, the cruelty, ethics. which is the there's ethical. The ethics. It's, yeah. it's 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 going to really be bad. the trio knocking all those on the head. It could be the greatest. I mean, AI is about to shake absolutely everything up, of course, sure. and who knows what's going to happen there. But it could be the greatest thing that we've ever created the, the biggest it really hit is right of all up time. there it, it's and, gonna be and, yeah and i think that it has a really big impact because it has a huge environmental impact and we need it because we're in a we're in a climate emergency right mm. now uh and it, it it has an impact on so many things freeing up the land is great yeah. uh, it gives us a chance i mean we know the problems in the amazon it, they knock down all of that foliage to put cattle there yeah i mean it's a disaster in so many levels yeah this this could be yeah yeah, the fix. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I got something I want to um, want to ask you about. Actually, that's just come to my mind. I just wrote it down so I didn't forget it. Yeah, great. Um, <clears throat> so, because I actually had my memory jogged on this just recently because an article came up on my LinkedIn. Um, so Elon Musk is famous for saying um, AI is the biggest problem that we, we're going to face, and the other, the second biggest problem we're going to face is um, underpopulation. So everybody talks. Did about they say underpopulation? Underpopulation. Yeah, right. So because every everybody talks about the fact that we're going to hit nine billion people by 2050, that's at the rate that we're going. But all of our replacement rates are well underneath yeah, yeah. Our, our all of our yeah, birth so, rates are well yeah. underneath our replacement rates. So yeah. we're actually by 20, 2100 on track to be 2.1 billion at, at current rates, which yeah. is fantastic. But I'm not an economist, right? So I always mm. talk about. Well, I am. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm a, I'm a, fa- I'm a fake economist. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a broke okay. economist. He's, he's, he's been looking forward to asking this for a while. Like, we yeah. were driving back and from the countryside, and we were talking about this for the entire time. Sounds a bit romantic, right Thomas Prashant. Wow. So, <laughs> we were driving back from the countryside, and I just, you wouldn't believe I just what happened to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, keep that stuff on the lowdown, mate. <laughs> we, were, we were driving back from the brewery. I just had a couple of burgers and a couple of um, beers. But, um,. But no, but I have. I talked about it a bunch because when I heard it, it was one of the most fascinating concepts that I'd, and, and, that I'd come across. And I understand it. I understand that our economy is built to grow. I understand that even the cities that we've built are, are built to have X amount of people in them. If you, over the space of 50, 60, 70 years, if you halve, you know, um, you know take one quarter, uh, you know what I mean, um, one eighth of the population, then 
the implications are going to be crazy, but I'm not an economist. So I actually want to speak to someone yourself is a perfect example, someone who can answer the question. When that, if and when those trends uh, continue, what does that actually do implicitly to our economy worldwide? Okay, so it's, uh, it's a really big question. There's a lot to unpack. The first thing that we need to think about is that long-term trend forecasting is fraught with danger because long-term trends don't take into account technology curve jumps and forks in the road of behavior mm. based on something going too long. And I'll give you a classic example. Uh, a lot of people say that Melbourne will have a higher population than Sydney by, I don't know what the number is, 2025 or 2030. But there's a, you, you can Google it and you'll find it. Yeah. And the reason for that is really, really simple, is that <coughs> Melbourne is growing more than Sydney now because it's more affordable. And when the gap gets closer to Sydney or Melbourne becomes more expensive, then people start to go back to Sydney. Mm-hmm. And so what demographers often do and people who do long-term forecasting is they look at a trend and then they scale it up. Yeah. And it never happens. Yeah. There was a big thing in the 1970s called the population bomb. And it was actually, there was a book on it. And it was a New York Times bestseller in the mid 70s. And based on those current rates, we would have had like 20 billion or something already yeah, in the that's world. That's right. And, right? One and, of the, it does, one of the... and it doesn't happen because you get forks in the road, A, because a new technology changes possibility. Yeah. And we don't know what those forks in the road are. And B, when, someone, when something goes so much to a certain direction, we about face as a species. It's almost like China's this natural, one baby policy. Yeah. yeah. That we was have the last this, fork yeah, to, 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 to right. you know. And so we have this almost like this natural <clears throat> species level immunity mm-hmm. that kicks in when collectively we go too far one way, the tide shifts yeah. and we go another way. We get a fork in the road and that happens all the time. So Elon Musk's idea that we would have a tiny population of 2.1 by 2100 is fraught with danger given how far away it is. And I wouldn't... Demographers get this stuff wrong all the time. And in fact, a better predictor is someone who understands social behavior and technology because that's far more important than demography and long-term statistics. They, they rarely ever work out. Well, that's a great answer. But <laughs> let's say that Elon Musk is correct. Okay. So speaking hypothetically. Speaking hypothetically. Speaking because, because mainly if I'm for still my... around in 2100, I bet you, I'll bet you five bucks that he's wrong. <laughs> you're on. <laughs> you saw it right here first. Um, five bucks and your eyes look, lit like up. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a big roller. I mean, I'm a big roller here. I like oh, to then. roll big, you know. Um, are we adjusting for inflation? <laughs> or are we betting 0.0001 cent? Let's go with a crypto stable coin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, right. let's just put $5 right. each on the table right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I don't know if I buy it. No one's got money anymore. Right Has anyone now? even got money anymore? <laughs> I'm oh. on the Libras already. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, but in all seriousness, mainly just because I want to know. Because, I, because I've been telling this story about, oh, how's this? What would I, but I would actually love to know the, implica- uh, the implications of what you think would happen if in 2100 we do have 2.1 billion people living on the planet. Okay. If we only have 2.1 billion people living on the planet and we don't have a climate or a technological catastrophe, there would be zero problems. And here's why. Because the exponential change of technology between here and then, you know, 80 years away, mm. would be so significant that we would have molecular nanobot 3D printers that can make anything that we can imagine. And we could literally speak to it and tell it what to make from the 20 elements in the air and carbon in the ground and dirt. And we'd be mm. able to make anything we want it's gonna be as sick. we need. <laughs> that is... For, 
that's exactly what Ivan um thinking about that exact technology <laughs> really <laughs> you... no that exact technology no not in terms of what we need on earth but in terms of expanding humanity beyond earth we yeah. don't like because humans won't live long enough as carbon forms to go interstellar right but if we want to expand our presence in the universe what we need is tech that can create from any amount of materials available to it wherever it can land yeah. right so if you send something off to saturn or to pluto mm. or to jupiter it should be able to gather the resources from the atmosphere and from the environment there mm. to create another way of getting to the next yeah. stage so that tech is going way beyond earth it's going well it's well. everywhere yeah. i mean if we get to the nano level of technology and ray kurzweil who's the singularitarian guy mm-hmm. he says that by 2045 we'll reach a singularity where tech uh, just has a constant rate of improvement, proves upon itself. It's yeah. when it goes yeah. vertical. It's when tech tech updates the tech rather than we. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. So it, yeah, it goes. A singularity is like it. It's actually a physics term for yeah. a black hole. It's where yeah. it just repeats on itself. If you get to that no level, back. yeah. Mm. If you get to that level, um, the elements in the universe we can reorganize them mm. uh, into any shape or form that we want. And was it something like? And I have to remember. I'm going back to my grade. Uh, nine chemistry here but is it something like our earth is made up of you know 99 of it is four elements is that is that is that it i'm te- you know, i'm 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 pointing to you now Don't as the arbiter of this <laughs> carbon nitrogen oxygen something like 90 percent of it is well, helium be, and hydrogen yeah, were the first two elements in the universe. Right? Yeah, because so yeah. we, we were just at a Brian Cox um, yeah. seminar. Oh, we're, we're freshly, we're freshly yeah. uh, now, freshly wrapped up on this. If you've just been at the Coxmeister, <laughs> we've been like uh, this. Dr. Brian Cox, mate, you're, I need to know the answer straight up. So, but, look, <laughs> regardless of what it is. You, you're, you're pretty close. I mean, I think yeah. um, what, what are the most abundant substances on yeah. uh, the earth? It's what? Water, yeah. Uh, Hydrogen, helium, hydrogen, helium, <laughs> lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, carbon nitrogen, nitrogen, oxygen. Oh, oh, you guys are way above my rate right there. <laughs> I didn't listen in year eight, year nine, or year ten. No, 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 um, mate, it's your periodic chemistry. table, brother. You've got to get on that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was drinking beryllium yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> beryllium. Did you say beryllium? Yeah, you need a t shirt with like the periodic table that says beryllium on it. Mate, that, that was pro level. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah so you're pretty close. So yeah. my answer is that if you had if we survived there and we didn't have a catastrophe in our species where we went back to kind of, you know, sticks and stones kind of yeah. level, then we would certainly have the technology to make anything we want as we want as we imagine it with the machines. We'll have machines that make machines that make anything that we want mm. uh, based on uh, nano level technology, artificial intelligence and and our ability to get free energy from the world because free energy is so close it's not even funny. Yeah, yeah for People sure. have got no idea how close free energy is. It was yeah. it was around as a concept as a t- at the time of Nikola Tesla. Yeah. Right? right. So we're yeah. only just catch I actually want to touch on something that you said earlier which sure. I think is quite interesting. You said if we don't have a uh, catastrophe that puts us back to sticks and stones level, do you think we've gone through those cycles before? That was exactly uh, I what know. I was thinking about you know yeah. at the same time. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> science is really interesting because science, the scientific method is that we need to test and prove something mm-hmm. and various people need to use the scientific method to prove it. So it needs people need to test and learn, test and learn and make sure you need like 100 people to make the same test, get the same mm-hmm. results. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go a bit weird here. Go on. So, Let's get the tinfoil hat ready, boys. No, that's not tinfoil hat. <laughs> so, you know the theory of evolution, mm-hmm. which 
seems to be science. Chuck in, Darwin. In a, uh, yeah, Chucky, Chucky Daz. <laughs> it's so Australian right here. <laughs> yeah, I, Chucky I Daz. This. So, <laughs> so we look at bones and species and how they evolved and how they changed and we looked at that. You know, it could be that if all of our technology devices from the very first computers that are as big as this room... Mm. And if you had them all buried over the years and they went down from a big giant computer, then a desk-sized computer, then a laptop, then a phone, then a whatever, and they were all buried and they were kind of like, they would almost look like a species. Mm. Mm. Right? And sometimes I wonder, like, we know that the dinosaurs existed. Now, this is crazy, crazy mm. shit, right? Mm. I don't believe this, but this yeah. is the type of thinking to explore the mind. Mm. Yeah. What if the dinosaurs in some way had some sort of a power device you know, that was above on the top of the earth, like made of metal and that they were so smart and dexterous and we don't know. Yeah, that's right. Imagine if they actually created the mountainsides that we have today and the rivers and that they had moved things and pushed the mountains up and the caves that they lived in. Like, We don't know that it's not possible. Yeah, I mean, previous sub, there's, there's a paleontologist laughing right now. And <laughs> there's I, and more I than probably a paleontologist laugh. laughing, I reckon, actually. Yeah, a honest. lot of people laughing. but <laughs> There's a drunken bloke on his couch laughing. <laughs> You're right. I don't know how many paleontologists you have. And maybe you need some more. But, like... That's Sasha again. We know that the dinosaurs were here. We know that their brains were small. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they had something else. Mm. I well, mean, they lived, what, a hundred times longer than we've already lived or something? Yeah, that's uh, right. What is it? They say that in the clock of history dinosaurs were an hour ago and we were the last minute yeah mm. that's right that, been- i mean you know and we've got the bones and we've got the evidence but there's a lot of things that could have been on top of the earth that the sun the you know the wind yeah. and the rain may have removed that could have been built i mean i don't know well, well, is well, it a long way to saying i don't know the answer to exactly. your question yeah. which is have we been here before as a species i know we've had fallen empires yeah. that were quite advanced mm-hmm. in their understanding of science Mm-hmm. But there isn't ev- any evidence that they built you know, technology, uh, technology and, yeah. as we know it today. Yeah. But they certainly had, I mean, the pyramids, right? Well, the pyramids is the most interesting <laughs> one because because the pyramids, the way that they're currently, con- not currently constructed, the way that they're constructed, we couldn't really replicate that. Like that would take us, it is it the stat hard. that it would take 700 years? If we move seven blocks per day, which yeah. are like 100, you know, 100 I ton I saw stones. a recent documentary. They say that there was more water where they got built. And what they did was when the tide came in, in the rivers, there was a, a small layer of water. And blocks even of like a few tons, if you have a few people pushing them on water, they actually gather momentum mm. and that's how they push them. Mm. That's the most recent thinking. But of course, you know, 10 years ago, they had a different theory and a different theory. And well, with the, with the Egyptians, what about the illumination in the pyramids? Have you heard about that? No, I haven't. You have again, to tell me again, about that. Again, so this is all, you know, bro science. But Bro so- science. I love bro science. That's actually it's such a good name, bro science. Um, so- science made up by people drinking beers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the illumination that they had in the, uh, in the pyramids, there's, uh, there's no sign of illumination via, um, via flame in certain parts of the pyramids that are really, really deep in. Right. And the way that light works with mirrors, you know how mirrors, yeah. they used to use mirrors for illumination? Yeah. So because of the amount of touch points that the mirrors would have to go through, it wouldn't have been able to illuminate the, the, the deep, deepest parts of um, the pyramids. But there's no, there's, we don't know how they illuminated those parts of the pyramid. Like to our science, like to what we believe to be true, 
We don't know how they did it. They might have had torches. We don't know. The no, but the, but the torches, but the to- but the torches. So there's there's signs of torches all through, like you know, yeah. this period of, of history, and they show signs of whatever elements are in flame. They yeah, they, right. they burn on the wall, yeah, and they, yeah, you can yeah, scrape yeah. them off the wall and go, oh, there was light there was, here that was, was torches yeah. here. Maybe they they had... wouldn't they wouldn't have used torches when you're that deep down. You can't afford to burn the oxygen. That's why they wouldn't have used torches. But this is what I'm saying. That they, they, they were using some technique mm-hmm. that we really still are scratching our head, going, how the fuck did they light it up? Could this be something so way? simple that you've just never ever thought of. Yeah. It could be. Well, the good because the, there's the, infinite the, possibilities, right? That's right. Especially the stuff that you, we, you don't think of, because we're so adapted to, like you said, technology as we know it, as like, we know it. Yeah, as we know. It. Like there could have been a society that had technology as so we don't like, know it. So it's that's a little bit. It's really similar to evolution. <clears throat> so chimpanzees, certain few chimpanzees, hop out of the tree and cross the savanna, mm. metaphorically. Mm. And when they cross the savanna to survive, they need to start eating different things, not just fruits. Mm. So they have to kill other species and eat protein. Mm-hmm. So you get a bit stronger and your jaw gets bigger. And to see across the savannah, you have to stand up. And mm-hmm. so you start to get off your and get onto mm-hmm. your hind legs. And so that's like a fork. And so almost like all of the technology, that it, it comes from that. Yeah, that's right. And so we have, this is our technology. And we went a certain way when we went with the... Uh, you know, you go way back to Turing when they designed yeah. the first artificial intelligences and machines, mm-hmm. machines. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it puts you on a certain trajectory and you almost can't get off that. That's right. That that becomes like a path. Remember Brian Cox's thing about um, the the cones? The cones yeah. Look, look how strong that point was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what Brian like Cox said? Because you better, because this is your exam. It was basically <laughs> the... It was basically the cones of influence. So cones of influence, I so, love that. So in that, so space time, space time cones, essentially. Right. Yeah. So, but but for example, you're assuming I know what space time, space time cones. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, know you know what we're talking about. You're Steve. across it. So so if this is the, if this is um, basically if you have a period, this is places and this is time, right? If you're in this place at this particular time, then you have a cone of influence that means that you can influence things around you. In that nature, so things that are happening over here that are this far out of it, you, you have no, you know. You so, mm-hmm. so the trajectory that so the internet happened here, right? And that's its kind of influence. Yeah, so, if the internet had have happened back here and had it been slightly different, you know, we'd be dealing with technologies that are over here. Yeah, that we yeah, know that's nothing right. about yeah. that we can well, have. There no, you go. See, yeah. that's Man, science, Coxie. bro. That's science, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that, but I like that. You just need to hold that up so people can see it. But I tell no you what, um, see that you got to hold that up. I don't really want to show them. There's, <laughs> there's, there's one problem awesome. with that. Yeah. There, there, there's one problem with that. You're talk- So this is, I think, coming down to a little bit of the multiverse theory more than anything else. Ooh. Because what what you're talking about? We're going too far here. Multiverse. Yeah, we're going real Yeah. Now, now what you're talking about is. Go, you're not going on a fork that you can't come back from because you're still in that same cone of influence, mm. right? Because you haven't gone faster than the speed of light to leave that cone of influence when you created that particular technology. Mm. So you can still go back. It's not coming down to so much the cone of influence. In another universe, yes, it would be too late. So that would be the multiverse theory. I'm sorry, I've gone... You've gone I've got- too deep here, Prashant. You've gone too deep. <laughs> Let me get this back on the road. Let me get this back on... Hey, one thing... I'll just, though, I'll just digest that one. One thing with, with your... Um, with your <laughs> straight to the multiverses. Um, um, so, Prashant's first show with us, mate. He's just... He's getting a bit excited, you know. He's, <laughs> he's, mate, I like it. I love that you left your glasses on. You've got no idea how much I love that. <laughs> I, I know. Love I, can that. See, I can see you looking at <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, there's so many reasons. Uh, we'll but, go through uh, them later. But um, so, but if you if we actually did have 
a civilization that was way more technologically advanced as we are. Say, say if, you, if you count us as like the most science and, and technologically advanced, scientifically technologically advanced, if we got hit by an asteroid or if all the volcanoes on the planet started erupting at once or if some other... Climate cataclysm- catastrophe. Yeah, climate Which catastrophe. Which is 12 years from now or so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Climate catastrophe hit us, then... You know, this gets talked about all the time when we talk about lost civilizations and Graham Hancock's a big one, talks about this kind of stuff, whatever. But, but who would survive? Not us. The hunter-gatherers oh, would do you mean, survive. Do you mean in our, within our species well, or sp- within life forms? No, no, within our species. So because our species... It's a really interesting question. So, so, so if we know history is, history is twelve to 14,000 years. No, if, uh, well, sorry, that's the agricultural revolution. But prehistory is like 45,000, 60,000... History, yeah. sorry. Homo sapiens about 200,000 years. That's right. But, but, the, but it goes back to the furthest cave paintings that go back. It's like 60 40, years to France, 60, 000, whatever, yeah, whatever it is. 60, so, years, yeah. so there's 140,000 years when we're Homo sapiens. The exact, all, we do is, all we do is grunt and hunt. But no, no. But we're Homo sapiens. Yeah, all we do is grunt and hunt. But we're, basically, we have the same brains, the same anatomical yeah, you know, yeah. makeup. Similar. Similar. We have 140,000 years Homo sapiens that we have no account for. Yeah, of course. Think of what we did. Think of what we did since the agricultural revolution, twelve thousand years. Think of what we did since the eighteen nineties or whatever, when the Wright brothers took flight. Think of what we've done in fifty years, and they had one hundred and forty thousand years of un- unchecked progress. You know, regress, cataclysms, whatever that yeah, we don't know I mean, about. We don't know. I mean, if we can find the bones, and there was enough of that, it's good. It's good. Good going. If we could <laughs> find the bones and and have enough of it, I mean, the, the key question is: you need a critical mass of population for coordination Mm. and the coordination to create technology. Mm. And the number one thing that has enabled our species, well, there's three things, and Michikaku talks about these Mm -hmm. three things. The three things that that he talks about is (coughs) our language, Mm -hmm. uh, the appendable thumb, Mm -hmm. and... There was one other. <laughs> I yeah, don't know fire? what it is, but for, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't fire. It was language, the appendable thumb, and something else. But language is the one that that above all of those actually enables you to have ideas go beyond one generation. Yeah. And so the fourteen sixty thousand years of cave drawings. That's when we start to document how to do something. Mm. You know the and if you can't document it. Mm-hmm. The only things I can teach you is what I remember. Mm-hmm. And then my kids can only teach the people what... And you can have songs and story and listen to it. But it's very, very hard to layer up on technology unless you can document things. And that's one of the, the core elements that we have is that we can document things through language. And so we get a stacking effect of technology. Mm-hmm. And without that ability to document things, it becomes incredibly difficult. And paper... And information or, you know, the tablets that we use to write things down was what allowed large parts of the uh, agricultural revolution to happen because we could share that information across yeah. generations. Mm. Yeah, so 100%. I, I propose a thought experiment just as a <coughs> thought experiment. What if you dropped a whole bunch of toddlers off before they'd been exposed to any human, like, you know, knowledge mm. onto an island? And this is... Highly, highly unethical. Is this the one you talked to me about the other day? Highly unethical. Experiment. I don't know what kind of. 
Now, <laughs> you have to do that, the bro. ethics here are <laughs> He's <a savage>. extraordinary. <laughs> Mate, I'm trying to kill Zuckerberg. He's trying to kill 50 babies. <laughs> no, 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 no. You baby <laughs> killer. Th- this would never be doable. No, but no, it, no. It, it, it no thought be, experiment. No, no. It would be, thought experiment. It would be very interesting if you dropped off a bunch of kids who had never been exposed to language, to any like you know other form of human interaction, hadn't learned anything, onto an island completely undeveloped by humans, mm. and monitored them. How long would it take for them to come up with a language? They wouldn't. They wouldn't? No. I, How I many generations? I don't think there would. There's a couple of different schools of thought on this. Uh, some people think that we're born with an innate understanding in our brain to build and have a language. And uh, Noam Chomsky thinks that. Mm-hmm. And then some others believe that language is something that is learned and has been learned over time and, and come forward. So it, it isn't an innate thing. And the, the reason that this is an important thing that people are talking about now is natural language processing that we're doing with technology and artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. The tech, tech bros think that language is just a thing that any machine can learn with enough processing power and enough examples and deep learning and machine learning, whereas Noam Chomsky thinks that it will never be able to be learned because mm-hmm. it's, innate, it's innate to humans. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we don't know the answer question. I actually personally, I don't think they'd ever be able to learn it. Not at that age. Yeah. No, I'm, it I'm is interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, but but they would. It'd be interesting thought experiment. But they would they, communicate. That's right. That's yeah, what they I was going to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're assuming that they're yeah, fed yeah. and they've got they and they don't to. die. Yeah, and get yeah exactly. So the, 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 body, body language. Yeah. Body language. Yeah. What about the and experiment grunts. here? So when you off food, when you drop them off, do you you drop off food in little packages? Drones, drones delivering food. But then that would completely alter the course of how they develop because then they assume that food gets dropped off from the skies and they would start worshiping the sky gods and like. Well, I don't know any better. Huh? I don't know any better. They can worship the, the sky, sky gods. gods. <laughs> In this thought experiment. Of like, you know, drones dropping off food and they'll be like... Sky gods. Know. They, would, they, would, they yeah. would develop sky god stuff. Yeah. There were people Maybe that's what seen... the Egyptians were worshipping. Maybe this was an Egyptian experiment. See, there was some, a World War II plane that used to fly over uh, somewhere in the Pacific mm-hmm. and they built like a mock plane because they thought it was a god. They built like a mock plane. There's a documentary of it on YouTube. What? And that, yeah, because it used, to, it used to drop off supplies during the war. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Full on. Really? That is insane. And they and they built like this it looks just like the mm. plane, like out of like their yeah. materials. Mm. Well the Spanish thought um the Spanish thought the conquist ah sorry, the the Aztecs thought the Spanish conquistadors were gods. Yeah, there you go. Because they rolled up on ships which they'd never seen. Never on seen it, on right. animals that they'd never seen, horses yeah. Yeah. with with um plate golden male plate and swords and guns wow. that they'd never seen imagine seeing that shit for that, the that first would time. blow your mind you'd be like holy well, it's fuck it would be, it's the equivalent. Seven thousand and five hundred gods just arrived it's it's like an alien yeah just coming here for us it's, it's ostensibly the same thing mm. it's yeah. ostensibly the same thing yeah isn't it? scary it's that, crazy scary where were we going be. with this yeah the babies mm-hmm. um i don't think they'd develop language but they would communicate and they would develop hierarchies and they would uh it would be lord of the fly stuff do you think they'd mate do you think that would Yeah, I think that would. I think, yeah, I reckon that would be mate for sure. That'd be one of the first sure. things they'd be doing. <laughs> that's all <laughs> they would do. Their whole island. life would, be, would just be Jesus. mating. Jesus, they'd have a sick existence. <laughs> would, there would be no talking, heaps of banging, and free food from the sky. On <laughs> this <laughs> desert island. Do you know I was listening to the end of our show? <laughs> do you know? Oh, Steve. Do you know I was listening to our first show? I, I was trying to remember what we... I remembered at the end of our first show that I said, next time we have to talk about this, this, and this. So I listened good. to the last 10 minutes of Great. our last show good. earlier, good. Good. and I couldn't find that bit in it, but I, could, I did find a question that we, we asked Steve, um, Tommy Sira, yeah. um, he sat down and he goes, oh, Steve, if you've got three things, 
he said family first, but he goes, okay, take away your family. If you've got three yeah. things on a desert island, yeah. what would those three things God, be? I can't remember what I said. One of them was an umbrella. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. I did say that. Yeah, because you'd catch water. I could catch water, I could stay out of the rain. I could yeah. just, Bro, open your yeah. mouth, you catch water. No, but not, <laughs> not the same umbrella. Yeah. yeah. Umbrella yeah, oh, a really underrated was... technology. I've always said that about umbrellas. Pale skin, I guess, I suppose you don't want to get... Pale skin, Jeez, that's a diss. That's a big diss, isn't it? No. That, was, that was racial, man. <laughs> Bill's the kind of guy that tans while watching fireworks, so him throwing that shade is just... Tans yeah. while watching so fireworks, easy, that's picking, funny. That's picking. funny, that. That's a really good... I've never heard that before. That's no, I'm pretty sure I, I stole it from someone. I take no credit. Man, I thought that was one of the funniest... Um, you wanted a library. You wanted your library. I remember that. Yeah, right. You wanted your library. Oh, you wanted your library, a surfboard, and, a, and an umbrella. That's what there you wanted. You go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There you go. And you wanted a surfboard I'm even knowing... those choices now. You wanted a surfboard even knowing 50-50-50 chance that there was surf. You still yep. wanted a board. Yep. That shows you a surfer. Yeah, you could go out into water and catch fish deeper. And, yes, I could have yeah. done that as well. Oh, so you weren't thinking that. You just wanted to go surfing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, yeah, I've got a lot of time and I don't have any work to do and I'm on the desert island. I might as well go surfing. See, I would have picked a boat, but then a surfboard is definitely a, uh, surfboard is definitely a lot more rigid and can survive a lot more than a boat, considering you go out in the right conditions. So yeah, I'd pick true. a surfboard. Or a fishing rod would have been good too. Yeah. That way you can... Yeah. Oh, you could make your own fishing rod. Could it, you? Well, quite possibly. The amount of... Same castaway? I have seen that. <laughs> yeah, you could weave flax to get a dry flax. Wasn't Spears his main thing yeah, yeah. in the low tide? Yeah, that was he got real thing. good at it at the end, that didn't he? That was his thing. That's the sickest scene where he's fat and he's trying to... He's fat and bearded and he's trying to... Um, no, he's fat and no beard, sorry. And he's trying to... He's, he goes to sleep in the cave. He busts his hand or busts his tooth or something. Goes to sleep in the cage. Cries himself to sleep. And then the next scene is... Boom, and they fit, spear the fish yeah, and he's standing up there on the rock. Just a beard. Yeah, and yeah, I haven't seen it. Haven't you seen it? It's a cool movie. Oh, it's one of the best ever. Tom Hanks in his prime, mate. Okay. Wow, best over. All right, we'll just... Oh, yeah. But it was good. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, um, one other thing that's just come up recently, which, because I don't get right into cryptocurrencies and so forth, because mm. I don't know why. There's too much talk of them, and, and I just... I, it was, went too far over my head. I actually got a cryptocurrency miner who was living with me to come in and do a podcast with us. Yeah, cool. I said, Jordan... It was right when the you oh, know, right, Bitcoin boom, times, boom. Yeah, boom that's times. right. Yeah, hoddle, 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 baby, hoddle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know hoddle was so, a typo? What, was it really? It was yeah, because someone was like, "What should I do with my crypto?" And the person wrote on Reddit or somewhere, one of the Bitcoin forums, "Hold for dear life." Yeah, right. Or they wrote "hold," H O L D. But what happened was they did a typo and it was hoddle, H O D L, and then people thought he meant hold on for dear life. Oh, really? And that's where hoddle came from. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but it was right around that time. Yeah, and it went straight over my head anyway when I got Jordan and I said, "Right, you got you got an hour. You got to teach me about Bitcoin." Straight over my head. But so I've never paid all that much attention to it. But when a company like Facebook with the power and might of MasterCard, Visa, PayPal, Stripe, Uber, Spotify, and so forth, Andreessen Horowitz release a coin, well, a release a new currency, not a coin, like a new currency. A new currency, which is what cryptos are. They're a form yeah. of currency. Yeah. So, but when I had a mate that said to me, um, I put a post up about it because I read this article and I was like, holy fuck, this is going to change the world. But anyway, my mate who's a deep crypto guy is like, oh, the crypto community been giving shit to this, this for years. This is a joke in the crypto community. And I wrote, why? And he didn't write back. But that, that's, a, that's a mindset of any real industry though right people look at an incumbent trying to get into it and they say oh this is rubbish all the startups have had this yeah. for a while but what they don't understand is the startups aren't at the scale where it's actually socially accepted for them to be a main 
like you know mainstream marketplace so mm. yeah like, so it's a it's competition right and it's yeah. like if these guys are treading on our this is our yeah. game we're the crypto yeah. guys yeah. it's human nature you know territorial yeah. to what, what's there and what's new what's what's what you you know mm. you're involved in but but um but on the libra yeah did you want yeah to- on libra oh, i just think that uh, mm. I want to know your thoughts around okay. it. I want to All know right. if you think it's going to be the future of how we so do really business. Clear on it. So I'm really clear on it. Yeah, yeah. I want to explain um, it to I, me. I Give think, us a rundown. Okay, so... <clears throat> I'm not going to... I won't explain. Know. For people that don't know, Give it a it's a form second. of yeah. cryptocurrency. There's three parts to it, okay? The first part is Facebook has created a foundation called the Libra Foundation. Mm-hmm. And the Libra Foundation will be the stewards of this new cryptocurrency, which is called Libra. And it's a, I wouldn't call it a true cryptocurrency. It's a quasi cryptocurrency, a half kind of cryptocurrency, where instead of having a permissionless uh, database that anyone can participate on and mine out coins, it's going to be what's called a stable coin, where it's based on a benchmark of a certain number of coins. They say that there will be up to 100 parties in this foundation. Yeah. Right, currently there's 28 or 27. Yeah. It includes Mastercard, Visa, PayPal, Uber, yeah. uh, Andresine, Horowitz, eBay, a number of others. They say it'll go up to 100. What if any one of those fails? What if one of those companies fails? What happens? No, there? no, they don't. They're just part of a foundation. Right. Okay. right. It's got nothing to do with the company's operations. Yeah. They put in $10 million to be part yeah. of this thing and, and they vote. all have a vote. Yeah. Mm. Right? Facebook gets two. I don't know if you noticed that. Facebook gets two because Facebook's part of it and so is Calibra. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Calibra. Mate, yeah. don't worry. The Zuck. The Zuck buck. Yeah. Don't worry. So <laughs> what they do is they're a foundation and they are the nodes that uh, keep the blockchain for this cryptocurrency. The blockchain will be open source so that people can build applications on top of it. Mm-hmm. Right? The Libra cryptocurrency will be its own thing. And Facebook will... So that's the second bit. And Facebook will launch... Calibra. A new company, which is a subsidiary of Facebook mm. called Calibra, which is, I'm going to call it a digital wallet yeah. that enables you to buy and sell things using Libra. Yeah, right. Like the bank that Libra sta- the la- that Libra sits in, kind of. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know if the other <coughs> uh, organizations in the Libra Foundation will launch their own. I don't think they will. Mm. There's a lot of details which are a little bit sketchy, personally. I think this is really, really bad news because it's not a cryptocurrency. I'm a strong believer in crypto. I'm Mm -hmm. a strong believer in permissionless cryptocurrency that anyone can participate in. Mm -hmm. And you put the currency into the world and the currency is its own thing Mm -hmm. because currency is like a language. Mm. Currency is like a language in that it goes out there and no one owns or controls it. It just becomes its own thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fiat currency, I trust a lot more. And the reason that I trust it or cryptocurrency more than Libra is because at least I can vote in and out of government. I can't vote in and out Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. And I can't help but think that even though he says that I oh, will never share data, like one of the things they said is we'll never share data with Calibra with Facebook. Yeah. You know, they said in the past, they said we could never integrate uh, WhatsApp and uh, and Instagram. Mm. It would be too hard. They've already integrated them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and basically, did you know Europe only allowed the WhatsApp purchase for 9 billion, saying that you're not allowed to integrate the two data points? They already did it. Mm. What, did, what did the regulators do? Oh, they yeah. probably gave them a $4 billion fine and Facebook went, oh, yeah, yeah. just here's a few stacks. They probably just <laughs> yeah. made it rain to get rid of that. Yeah, that's right. And, and so I think it's really terrible because here's what happens. If you want to have tyranny or someone overtake a country, you need three things. First, you need to control the media. Then you need to control the money and then you build an army. 
Mm. Stage two. Welcome yeah. to stage two, people. Well, I think that governments around the world, if I was uh, the head economist for Australia or the Prime Minister, I'd be saying, not in our country, you're not. Mm. Uh, I know that France that have already said that and Germany are looking at it and they're saying, yeah, we're not just going to let you have a currency. You know, every sovereign country in the world has a law against you, cur dollars. You're not allowed to just launch cur dollars and do your own currency. You know, there's mm. laws against that in every sovereign country in the world. Mm. Why are we going to let him do it? Facebook has played it really well. And the well, timing. they set it up. They set it up in in they're, Switzerland. They've, they've, they've waited. They've waited for all the cryptocurrencies, all the crypto startups around the world to push the legislation. Mm. Up until the point where the governments are like, oh yeah, okay, cool, we can somehow accept this. And Facebook comes along and says, all right, cool. You're kind of open now. You've been warmed up to it. Here we are. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah, and that, and what they've done by stealth is they've brought in all these other organisations mm. who are an absolute stooge just to get Facebook to do mm. what they want. If you notice, there's no banks in there. There's no Google. There's no well, Amazon. There wouldn't be if any you banks that. in there, would there? No, there's zero. No. But they said that they said they're I open to that, allowing Google in there. Yeah, but you know, uh, because um, Uber and Lyft Spotify are in there. In it. Yeah, Uber and Lyft. And Uber Spotify. and Lyft. Are, so they're happy to have because okay, so. If there's a hundred people in this, if there's a hundred people in this um, stewardship, or whatever, hundred corporations, yeah, hundred votes, hundred votes is what I was meaning to say. Yeah. So Facebook only gets two votes, and what happens? So they've got double yeah. anyone else, yeah. but that's two out of a hundred. So like, something it interesting, you know. But it, just... doesn't, it doesn't seem to me like from what I've read, which is not as much as what you've read. I'm tipping, but from what I've read, I've read it the whole white paper. Yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> I've read. Um, I've read seven hundred fifty words. It seems. It seems. But... <laughs> it seems plausible that. What they've done here, there's no chicanery. Yeah. Mm. It seems like that. Mm. But even if there is no chicanery and it's just a currency and or whatever, I still wouldn't let a private corporation do it. Forget mm. that. Let's say there's going to be no privacy invasions because it's based on cryptography and it's on a blockchain and it's great and it's a stable coin so there's no risk of people gambling against it and, and, you know, and losing their money and they can use it to transact and it's going to help the unbanked, you know, the 1.6 yeah. billion people who don't have access to mm. bank accounts to... Yeah, people who come and work in Australia and send money to their home country. Yeah. Yeah, they get ripped off to the max and yeah, they could send that almost costless. Mm. Look, there could be a lot of upside and it may well be that they do the right thing. But I just look at the history of whether or not I can trust this person and the answer is a clear no. Mm. And and even with these countries, I think that Visa and MasterCard have made the worst business decision in history. Think about it. They're already are in what 80% of all business transactions that happen on the internet and they handed the credibility keys straight over to Mark Zuckerberg they should never have done it with him they should do their own crypto but we're now doing visa crypto and we're going to have a visa wallet that you can use on any social media and everywhere what are they crazy so why would they do that though because they're stupid no but they're not no, stupid they, but they are but they can't no, but be they stupid. Are, but they but are they stupid. No, but the they are stupid. No, but they are. Intelligent people no, in the world. No, but they don't. Here's the thing that you forget is that what happens when you get an organization, you get groupthink, right? And you get fear and you get decisions mm. based on this company going. So, and if we don't get in bed, they'll do it without us. And then yeah. we'll be out of business and we have to get in there. It's yeah, like yeah. join. It's like if you can't beat them, join them. See, I, I don't think that. See, what happens is the average intelligence of any organization is normalized through breadth. The more mm. people you have, it just represents a normal... Yeah, I'm listening to... Um, I just I think it's the worst business decision in history I think and we're watching it live. You're correct in terms of fear because those companies, MasterCard and Visa, would have seen the increase of crypto and seen... Yep, and they're their, scared. And they, and they would have seen, like, you know, there's a challenge and they then they get offered a seat on the table. Yeah. And they're like, why not? That's the thinking. It, Where do you think it's a Paris? fear and then why not have a seat at the table instead of just sitting back, right? Because right now they're sitting back watching two, three hundred... But if you, how, if you notice how, if you notice how none of the others have a startup, 
that actually is the wallet mm. of where the money goes. Who owns that? Yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Mm. Facebook owns that. That's mm. where the power is. That foundation is just a ruse. That's like nah, a, but you can't that have a ruse just, that that's big. That's that big. Really? But, of course you can. No, no, no. But have but, you heard of but, lobbying? No, no. But to to my point, so there's some pretty handy people that sit at the, the top of Google, Spotify, Uber, Andreessen Horowitz. Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, I would say controls Zuckerberg and Page and um, like the Google guys, yeah, Page Larry and, what's, and Larry and, and Sergey, Sergey yeah. whatever, and then Jeff Bezos. Those yeah. four hold the power. But all those other guys that are in that Tim say, Cook. Say, say that Tim Cook. Nah, Tim Cook's not even not even close to those other four. I don't think. But I don't top five. Know. Let's, if it's a five, yeah. let's just for the sake of conversation, top five. Tim Cook's in there. But if you have a hundred, if you have so there's those five. If you take the other ninety five most powerful CEOs in the world and you put them in an organisation where they have one vote and Facebook has two, like we're not talking about mugs here. Oh no, no. But that's not the look. It seems like there's something weird about them having two votes on it. Like, and let's say the foundation does the right thing by the currency mm. and nothing dodgy happens and the currency's out there and it's working, it's whatever. Facebook's the one that has the wallet of where the transactions happen with Calibra. Are the others going to launch one of theirs? It's kind of not clear. It's kind of it's no, it not clear, clear to me. It isn't clear. It isn't clear. I wouldn't um, think they would. I wouldn't think they would. I feel like it's been announced this is how we're going to pay with this new... And all the other guys seem to be on board. You know, Calibra is the wallet that we're going to use. Um, I reckon he's just played. I reckon Mark Zuckerberg is an evil genius. But why is he... Apart from the fact that they steal our data for money, apart from the fact that, that they steal our data for monetary gain and they've fucked our, you know... Politician our, and they got Donald Trump. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, then, and then they let people get murdered in Myanmar and all but, of those but, other things. But, but is Zuckerberg evil or does he just like making money? Well, he's got more money than anyone would ever need, so it's not about money. No, but 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 and when you but money, it's about success. Got it's about success. So power, if you're not it, success, power. no, but also I'm going to use the word success, right? So if you're here and you're Facebook in whenever Facebook started, and then you're here, and then you're here, and then you're here, and then you're here, you don't want to go back to there. Of course, you don't. You know? power. You want. Nah, to- but you don't always have to say power. Like me, right? Say say me as an entrepreneur. So if I if I take Athena and and in the years we're there, two years we're there, three years we're there. Like, it's still the same concept. I don't want to go back to there, not because of power. I don't want to go back there because I just want to be successful. What but that's I do. you. Well, yeah, but that's no, you no, but I'm, just saying, but I'm just saying, why do we, well, why do we, why do we default to the fact that, why do we, as our default, that Zuckerberg's evil? Because I think that his actions show that he has sociopathic tendencies <coughs> where he cares little about the people that have made him so wealthy. That may be true, you know. I'm not. I'm not going to debate I that. I mean, history has proven <coughs> time and time again those people exist. So there's no reason. I mean, how did Hitler get into power? People were wooed by his charm. And <laughs> Jeez, no- we're putting it. It's a pretty heavy category here. It's getting super heavy. I'm, I'm Zuckerberg have- is coming for us after this show. We're not going to be able to release this. <laughs> we're just going to have to call him. We're just going to have to edit in. This is going to be so heavy. Edited. It's going to be like, "Hey, Steve. Oh, thanks for making me put on my glasses." I'll tell you an interesting story. (laughs) On the on the future sandwich now, soon later, little um, you know the little TV thing that we do once a week, the little video we put one up that was uh, about a non Zuckerberg topic on Facebook, and it had four thousand views. And then we put one up that was about the Zuckbuck, and it only had three hundred views. Same channel, same promotional element, same down. But you know what? You know where people whinge about Facebook? On Facebook. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, I like the look, idea I of um, Zuckerberg creating his army. 
But, well, but, but no, but do you know private companies have had armies before? What's that? Yeah, private companies have had armies before. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know examples, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the example is the East India Trading Company. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's they, a great they, example. They, they had an army. Yeah. You know, Google almost had an army where they had a they had a share in Boston Dynamics. You know, they, they make yeah. those crazy robots that yeah, just scare Boston the hell Dynamics. out of everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know those robots? They're yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. are the... Ter- it's like, the there's a Terminator like company over there. And everyone's like, oh yeah, cool, that's that Terminator company. We're just like letting that happen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you see another video of that Terminator company, you're like, yeah, cool, so that's where they're going to get pretty close. Right, so what were you saying? Sip your coffee. It's like, What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, no, the cool is, factor of yeah, it. Yeah, the Toyota company's really coming along. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that's uh, that's so interesting to think about because that is the Cybernoid big thing. Systems, that's what uh, they should be called. Th- th- that is the big thing with um, with uh, LibraCoin is if Facebook are you know playing us all for a fool, they own. What did you say? What was the first thing you said? Uh, that it was um, something. Then the money. Then the um, then the army. The so the first thing you do is control the media. Yeah, control the media. That's right. Then you they control the, control the media. And then you build an army. That's basically the three steps to tyranny. That, mm. that that's happened. Imagine if we did time and time again through history. by the Zark. <laughs> oh, bro! Mate, <sighs> don't, don't act like this. And you know, by the way, great. You know, he's like, will fight for us. Did you know he is? Bezos will fight for us. He is the. He is. <laughs> yeah, we, this is we're in good shape here. We got Tech Billionaires fighting for us. Uh, and It'll so, be the nerdiest fight. It was an actual <laughs> physical fight. <laughs> you that? No, Bezos is Bezos is buff fight. now. Wait a minute, <laughs> Bezos is buff now. Have you seen him? He's all yeah, jacked. He's all jacked. I've seen him actually. He wears sunnies like this bloke. He does, and he walks with that muscle shirt, and he's like, he's just. Um, be a so, uh, now that's interesting. That, well, that, media, media, money, army. Media, money, army. Yeah. That's the three steps to tyranny. Right, we're um, giving them the money. I, I reckon Libra will take off. This has happened I don't before know about many it, but... times. This pattern happens mm. again and again, mm. and it's foreseeable because what happens is when new boundaries get invented. Right, because you've got to remember we start as little tribes and then we have regions and then we mm. had nation states and countries mm. and then we had empires. Yeah. Well maybe maybe he wants to build the first empire without a geographic border. Mm. Oh, I mean right? you'd Cause, go to cause, bed dreaming of that as any individual today. I want to own an empire, right? What's a great A lot of people do that. And he's a student of the classics. You know he loves reading the classics about war and Napoleon mm, and all that. Mm, Did you know that? Mm. What's what's the greatest like you know accomplishment a human could have is control over the species. Being wow. Em- is that emperor. I don't know. A, a compliment accomplishment's oh, yeah, an interesting like, word. Yeah, but like as in like, you know, what what are the things that we dream of, right? That that that's what things. things that you dream of, mate. Oh no, not necessarily. I, I wouldn't make an sociopath. No, I'm just joking. Sociopaths. <laughs> well uh, he's giving me a lot of shit here, but <laughs> You know, in terms of like, okay, what what are the fantasies that humans have, right? History has shown time and time again. Some humans. Yeah. um, I mean, well, a greater percentage, a dream of it than what actually managed to accomplish it. But history has shown. Yeah, like 12 people in the history of humanity have done it. But yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, a lot more dream of it. And people like power and control and. And And when you're in a position where you already have so much of it. I like status. Mm. Status I care about. It's at your fingertips. Right, it's so close to your fingertips right now that you he's can really close. He's you way can close reach out and have it. He can. I promise you, he could do some levers like this yeah. and change an election in a heartbeat in every country but China. Mm. By the way, there's only one sovereign country in the world, and that's China. Mm. No other country has digital sovereignty anymore. Yeah. Digital sovereignty is gone for every country except for China. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. Because sovereignty enables you to communicate and control and work within your populace. But if you have someone who has infiltrated other nations, 
like a species because many people say we're already in World War Four. we just don't know it yet it's an artificial intelligence war mm. well the biggest player in artificial intelligence in that war is you know Google and Facebook and so on mm. Mm. Bezos is probably the least evil out of them all other than his Alexa because he's just selling stuff mm. yeah that is but, the, but I feel the, like he wants to do that I feel like I feel like you know power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, corrupts absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like, I don't know if he started with good intentions. I mean, just, the movie, uh, The Social Network, shows otherwise really. No, but not. But he didn't, have, he, didn't, he, he didn't start with intentions of being emperor of the world. He started oh, with no, intentions no, to of setting doing up a, something, to making yeah. something, right? Yeah, he wanted yeah, to make yeah, something yeah, cool you know. or big yeah. or but, whatever. But it's not and, the yeah. emperor of the world. It's traits <laughs> of your personality, right? It's the traits of your personality that show what you're going to be when you have that power. Well, he's the most powerful person in the world. It's not even close. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's time for a competitor to come along and dethrone all the social networks that currently exist? I don't think any. No. Well, that's already happened. You know what happened? There was this amazing social network. No, there was. Yeah, there was an amazing uh, organization doing incredibly well called Instagram, and Facebook went, "Here's a billion dollars." And then there was this other amazing organization called WhatsApp, and Facebook said, "Here's nineteen billion dollars." And Facebook had an app that they bought called Onavo. And Onavo was really interesting because what Onavo was was an app that tracked the apps on your phone. And as soon as any competitor looked like they might even be a threat, they got bought before Mm. they could become a threat. Mm. And so that's antitrust behavior. And so Facebook and Google and the others have just been allowed to acquire any company they want Mm. unfettered and they probably should be broken up. I don't think anyone can beat them because they're so big now that they're an invasive species. And so no other species can get the oxygen and get the footing in the ground to kind of come up yet. Tell you the only thing that can can beat them is the negative impacts on so, of social media on society. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that can. And take regulating them against it, and, and, and yeah, and regulating against it. It's not because even social media. Look at talk. Let's talk about the influence and power of Google, mm. right? Yeah, Google's incredibly. But Google, but, but Google doesn't. Google doesn't kill people. So my 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 uh, point my my point no no but regardless of like no no but my point is so I've always believed that social media will be will at some point have warning labels on it when you open the app excessive use of this will cause depression because that's what the studies show yeah just yeah like, and it's really clear isn't it yeah that's yeah. right and just just like cigarettes and cyberbullying and all of that yep. cigarettes were cool no worries everyone's smoking cigarettes ah oh, fuck these killers okay better put a warning label on it. Well, actually, but, it was 20 years before that. They knew it was bad for a long time yeah, before they even started like to take action. Like we do now. We're in, yeah, that, yeah, we're yeah. in that knowing stage. We're in, before, that, we're in the 1960s of smoking, but yeah. there was another 30 years before any real That's serious right. action happened. That's right. But, but I believe that serious action will happen. So I spoke to a psychologist buddy of mine on this podcast, actually, and he talked about the fact. I said, what do you think will happen with social media addiction in 10 years' time? Where will we be at? I think we'll have warning labels on opening apps it'd be good and he said I think it'll be it'll go way further than that he goes I think that Apple will bring or someone will bring out a phone that makes calls sends emails and sends texts and that's what will be all the rage the first phone that is absolutely it'll get that bad it'll get to a point that's that bad kind of like paleo the paleo equivalent of digital. <laughs> yeah, I don't like paleo. Mate, yeah. I'm a paleo phone. Get the new paleo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's called Nokia, baby. Just get <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, that's right. What is it? The 3310? Yeah, 3310, yeah. mate. It's the 9220, whatever yeah. they were called. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. big. Snake the, two. And snake what? two. And Not snake what? one, but snake two. And yeah. you know what's amazing about it? The battery lasts 17 weeks. Who knew? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but that's what I think will happen. That, that could be the one thing that could take them down is the fact that 
what they've built is killing people and it's going to get to a point where people are going to get more and more angry about it. I yeah, think. it's unhealthy. It's definitely unhealthy. I, I don't read as many books now as I used to. I used to read a book a week and now yeah. I'm down to one a month because yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I just... I lazily just go, I'll just read the latest tech news or yeah, the whatever. Not exactly. Like, I'm not just looking at pictures and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think I'm doing valuable things, yeah, but I'm watching right. YouTube videos yeah. and whatever. And I'm, you just get sucked in. You just you just go to this because it's easy. It's addiction. It is. It's addiction. It kind it's of is. It's the same as any addiction. It's it the same kind as, of is. I it's think the same you're right. Food, oh, yeah, drugs, it's, but it's it, the same endorphins. It's, yeah, that's it's endorphins, yeah. It's the best It's the best. And they know it for sure. And it's so much more addictive than, like, you know, nicotine or anything because it's been engineered to be It's been engineered. Yeah. But... There's another thing that I don't think you're touching on at the moment, which is even more interesting. And I think, Steve, you being also like quite well indoctrinated into startups, you know a little bit about this. Nobody wants to step on the toes of the giants. If you go to a VC and you say, I'm doing this, the first question that they ask for anything is, what's stopping Google from doing it? What's yeah, that's the first question. Right? And why is everybody so afraid? Because we've experienced this in our industry, right? Google mm. comes along and says, okay, cool, we're going to launch a competitor. Love them. I love what they're doing. But the VC's first question they say is, well, we don't want to fund you because Google's already doing something similar. Yeah, and yeah, because VCs don't give a shit about your startup. That's yeah. the first thing we need to remember. Mm-hmm. So on that point there, the reason the VC is asking that isn't because they might not want you to do it. It's because mm-hmm. that they don't think that you can. Mm-hmm. And there's a really high chance that they're right because mm-hmm. they're incredibly resourced. I did hear a story about when Dropbox launched um they went to uh chris sacker of lowercase capital and said oh we're doing dropbox we want to invest he's like you know google have got their cloud they're going to kill you overnight you would never survive but dropbox did right yeah there's one sliver of their business but um these companies are just so powerful that they wouldn't want to fund someone who's trying to go up against them because they just think it will be a bad bet on their money yeah that's right is, is probably why yeah and i don't i think that uh I, I would want to see a startup to do better than them, but it's very, very difficult. Mm. When someone just be, has so much critical mass, it's just really, really hard to compete against Do you think it's stifling them. innovation and like development? Yeah, of course like, it is. Of yeah. course it's stifling well, innovation. But, 100%, absolutely. Hmm. If you have a really powerful company, it's really, really hard to compete against them. Uh, or to not get bought yeah. out by them. Some, yeah. The people that go into competition, who's not going to take 400 fucking million dollars yeah right which is no, which yeah, is, but, but not everyone hmm. not everyone is what I'm saying not everyone is going to take the money but majority of, of them would. are most, most of them will fail and the ones that don't fail most of them will take the money and the ones most, that don't take most, the money most of them would probably, probably take get 50 million or 100 million I mean yeah, whatever, whatever the number is you've got to start Man, up five, doing give me five whatever. right now yeah, sell yeah, everything yeah, I've ever done yeah you can have the access to my life you can be Bill Kerr yeah so like most people would sell out pretty pretty comfortably they would do it but that's because you're doing it for the money, right? Yeah, right. So no, I, I, but it's doing it for if it's because you got to think of like the light at the end of the tunnel. If you if you have an offer, not not people that are just doing it for the money, but if you have an offer that can change your life and your f- children's lives and your children's before screw all that. No, no, no. But that's that. but that's you got to think of like yeah. normal people. You know, normal people. That's quite a it's well, quite the Snapchat guy thing, said you know? no to to a nine billion. Yeah, offer. and look at what's happening with them. Well, they, they, they're still around. Death they're still, they're alive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got they got stews. So like yeah. their stuff got. Yeah, got copied yeah that's right yeah, they did yeah, by the yeah. bigger competitor yeah, who yeah, had more course. resources which is a perfect example of yeah, what we're talking as about as a classic Great. example they say yeah. that um uh, Mark Zuckerberg's innovation department is Snapchat. <laughs> yeah. Well, the greatest innovation that Snapchat can do right now, the greatest yeah. business model pivot, is yeah. moving into an augmented reality company because that's the best that they do right now, right? Their filters. Yeah. Snapchat's mm. filters are so much better. If they move mm. into augmented reality and buy out a hardware company making augmented reality glasses, mm. Snapchat can actually become something 
so much more than what it was. But do we want big, big companies or would you rather have a whole lot of smaller companies? Like if you start a social media company, mm. where are you going to promote it? Mm. Now, this, this is a really interesting question. This is a question of antitrust. Google. You want to start, you're going to start on what? On one Google. of the big four companies. And where are, your, where are you going to host your server? On AWS. Uh, yeah. And who are you going to place your ads with? Google and Facebook. Mm. And what phone are you going to put on Android and Apple? Like these guys are monopolies. Yeah. And the definition of a monopoly is this. Can you opt out of that company and still participate economically? Answer that question. If you can opt out of using one of those four companies. Not and Google. Still, well, there's no way that anyone in the modern Western world cannot in some capacity use Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, or Google. You cannot opt out of those companies mm. it's, and, yeah. and participate economically. And do business. So, yeah, that's right. And do business. Yeah. You can't. You have to use them in some capacity. Therefore, they're monopolies. And mm. a lot of people are calling for them to be split up. I saw an interview with Sheryl Sandberg and she was like, oh, are we asking the right question? Maybe it's not. We just need to be regulated. Yeah, it's like... Mm. That is interesting, yeah. So you, We're going down you, a weird, you do weird have path. a very, very deep kind of distrust for yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Not for technology. Yeah. But for the people in charge. For monopolies. Yeah. yeah, not so much Google. I know that Google do a lot of surveillance. Yeah. Um, not so much Amazon. Facebook in particular mm. is the one that um, seems to disregard privacy and security. They've been hacked so many times. <laughs> Uh, they seem to be the worst of them, I think, in many ways. Kind of like Google, you kind of know what the deal is. Yeah. Facebook seems to, through their chicanery and the way that they give you terms and conditions and change a lot, you know how much of a, like, try, try and go into do your privacy settings in Facebook. Mm. It's set up that way. Google, when you go into their privacy settings, it's a lot cleaner and easier. They'll mm. even show you the subscriptions that they know They're you've not got trying to confuse you. No, I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, because they don't need to. They know that they've got a... Sticky, they've got a great product. Yeah. And it's a great product and it's fine yeah. and it's good and I get it. Um, and I don't, I don't want to have a world that is run by the government. Mm. I don't want a government. To, I don't want my my smartphone to be made by the government. So I don't want the government to build company. my car. What? But you know what I think? I think that what's happened is these companies have become public infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, what I think. Hundred percent. They're like a telephone line, or like a or, or a road, or a water system, or a railway. It's like they're in what's called a natural. You know what a natural monopoly is? No, natural. It's a, it's a it's an interesting term in economics, and natural monopoly is a platform that it makes more sense to have one that everyone uses. So I'll give you a couple of examples of natural monopolies in business. The railways are a natural monopoly because what you don't want to have is going around America or Australia two sets of train tracks right next to mm. each other. Mm. It makes more sense to have the tracks, one set of tracks that everyone can use. You can put different trains on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A natural monopoly is a water system mm. where we have the same pipes mm-hmm. and there's one organization that runs the pipes or the power lines. You don't want to have two sets of competing power lines. You know, one thing yeah. we've got in Australia since we floated Telstra, terrible idea. We've got different companies putting up 5G towers to mm. compete. That's mm. crazy. Mm. Have one set of the best 5G towers you can have and then re- let retailers compete on top. Yeah. So certain That's things are natural monopolies. Yep. Roads are natural monopolies. Yeah. You don't want to have Corporation XYZ Road and Corporation ABC Road. Yeah, oh, which road are you going on? Oh, well, I'm subscribed to ABC Road. Well, I'm on XYZ Road, so I can't That's come visit you. That's such a funny concept. Because your house is on ABC Road and I'm going on XYZ Road. There's no reason why that wouldn't have happened in the, like, the way that the world... That, that's one of those forks. The we, reason we, that that happened so is nice. because we had Adam Smith and certain economists that understood what natural monopolies are. 
And so, <laughs> and so I'm we just need. Trying to see if Sasha's still just so, well, well, so, heard and a that, so in a while. certain <laughs> things are certain things are natural monopolies. It's a language is a natural monopoly. Yeah. See, it's more valuable that everyone speaks the same language, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have different ones, sure, mm-hmm. but it's more valuable that we have the same plugs and we set up a design for the plugs so that whenever I buy an electrical component, it can go into the Thank same. Thank you, wall. Apple, for not following that. Uh, uh, Apple, <laughs> a lot of, look, a lot of people don't know this is a secret. This is a secret just for brosophy. Yeah. Apple right. make all of their money out of just changing the little plugs. All of this is just all a trick to sell more plugs because every model comes out as a different plug and they just do it on purpose. And that's where they're profiting. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. So I think that I think that social media maybe is a little bit like telephone companies. Maybe what we need is one killer social media that's open source. Imagine an open source, amazing, free uh, social media that just gets run mm. by coders that develop a little bit like Wikipedia or... There, there should be a subscription model for this podcast purely because of the amount of startup ideas that are here. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a lot, right? Um, and so, yeah, that, that, that could, should or would happen. Um, there was one other point I wanted to make on that, but uh, the natural monopolies uh, are interesting. And every evolution in uh, technological history we've had new natural monopolies that emerge Mm. and it takes courage to know what they are and go that's a natural monopoly we should really only have one version of it blockchain is a chance to solve this the biggest opportunity in the world to bust all this up Mm -hmm. is blockchain based technology Mm -hmm. because we could have a cryptographically protected uh, network and there's a few out there that are trying to do it there's one called Steam which is a social media Mm -hmm. and what you have is you have you control your own data and you give someone a key and anyone can plug in and see that social media. So I think it will eventually emerge in blockchain, but that's a good 10 years away before the tech's ready. Mm. Anyway, sure. sorry, we got deep economic ha- yeah. hardcore we did. nerd. No, and I'm I so was... sorry. I just want to apologize to everyone <laughs> for this nerdosity, but it's Bill Kerr's fault, so you should just blame him. There's multiple people falling asleep listening to this podcast. No, there's not. One life. Well, you know what? One life. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. It, what I'm saying is I'll fall asleep listening to this podcast later on tonight. This is for, this is for intelligent people, yeah. and if people want to fall asleep because they're exactly. unintelligent. We can't. <laughs> there's not a lot we can do with that. Uh, so... I think um, we probably need to get Steve uh, out of here at some point. Prashant, have you got any? Um, have you got any final like um, rapid fire questions that you had on the top of your head for Steve? I know this is. Um, I'll give quick answers too. By the way, I do you want to die on fire. Earth or on another planet? Earth. Okay. Why? Because or I was born not? here and all my friends are here. Okay. Not bad. Okay. Got any others? Um, I just threw through this. Uh, through this. Uh, yeah, obviously, but yeah, that's good. No. Um, you morning person or a night person? Night. Night, okay. You guys can hang out. <laughs> I, I get up at 10 o'clock most days. Yeah. Unless I've got like a client thing on. Yeah. Perfect, yeah, same. I lie in bed till about 8 or 9, read the yeah. news, whatever, get up, wander down to the local cafe with my hair sticking up, <laughs> have a coffee. Okay. Um, I want to know, how did you get into futurism? What was your life? Just part? happened to me. Yeah. Just happened to me. I was always into business and tech. Mm-hmm. Like I was coding, you know, on a 16K RAM computer. Mm-hmm did economics and worked in marketing and business and then just mm. went back. I don't know. I just started just after the dot-com bust, I got really interested in it when when it became more accessible. Mm-hmm. And I just, so tech and economics and social stuff, they just all bundled up. It happened to me. I didn't design it. 
People just kept saying, can you come and do a thing? Oh, can you do one of those talks where you talk about the thing? Or I really like your your blog. Can you write this? Or do you want to write a book about that future stuff? And it just kind of happened. Yeah. Okay. Um, you talked about the dot-com bust. This mm. is maybe a slightly deeper question, but do you think the economy at the moment is in a point where we're going towards another recession or a major downturn? No, it doesn't no. seem like it. Okay. Um, Sam, so I've got one, uh, I've asked you probably a hundred thousand questions over these last two shows that we've done together, but I do want to finish on one before we get you out of here. Um, it's one that I don't think I've asked you. Um, so what I, what I, before we go, I'd like to know if there was one thing and it can be, uh, it can be a, it can be a product. It can be a revolution. It can be, uh, it can be as, as micro as macro as you like but if there was one thing that you could see in your life in the future that you would love to, to come true what would that be and why outlaw lobbying the world over oh and the reason I would like that is because you can't get anyone represent you when they are funded by private corporations okay yeah that's not as it's not as Futurist. I was thinking like, you know, sharks with laser beams on their head or something oh, like that. So, well, I wanted, I wanted to make the world better now, but you want no, a future no, no. one? Give me a deeper future question. Yeah. But no, that no. actually helps our future, by the way, because it's no, actually... No, for sure. No, it's a great yeah. answer. It's a great answer. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Bill's talking about like a physical tangible No, product. no, like I, was, I wasn't... Oh, I, really, but then I really me, wasn't asking for anything particular yeah. and that was a great answer because I understand what, the tech, why. You asked me the same question with what's technology the, in what's there. The, what's the wildest technological advancement that you would love to see in your lifetime? You know, I would really like to see the ability to cure all disease. Mm. Mm. I think we'll have all that. disease because disease creates hardship the world over. And if we could cure disease, flying cars, uh, you know, wealth, riches, none of that matters. The only thing that matters in life is your health, and if you haven't got that, you've got nothing. Mm. Your health is your wealth. Well said. I think, um, yeah, I think AI should hopefully take care of that for us. Just do it. Just AI. Just AI. What are you doing? <laughs> Just get skip busy, brother. <laughs> Get the AI onto it. All right, Sama. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, mate. Round two, it was great. I reckon we might even have a round three. Mate, at some I, point. I could just keep. I just, mate, we could go so wide <laughs> yeah, and so deep. Yeah, we could. Mate, I mean, we could you're s- trying to rush Steve home at the moment. Is what you're doing, Bill? Feels nah, like no, no. I just got to. I just got to be cognizant of the fact that I'll fall asleep otherwise. Oh, you can <laughs> yeah. fall asleep. No, but I'm a morning person. Oh, I'm engaged. But we were, me and Sasha were watching Chernobyl the other night. Me, yeah. just riveted. Why are asleep. you watching that? <laughs> I, I turned it off. Oh, have mate, you not watched mate, it? Mate, I started watching it. I'm watching people with their faces burn up. Like, oh. mate, I don't need this level of distress. He's trying to get me into it. I, no, I can't it watch it. Like, no, it's suspenseful. I get it. Yeah. But it's really just horrible. <laughs> Family. It's, it's, it's not really horrible. It's I know really what happened, mate. I'm not going to spend <laughs> hours of my life watching the worst horrible thing that ever happened. Why? <laughs> it's like a 10-hour horror series. It's like basically. a 10-hour horror. I can't invest in that level of horror. <laughs> yeah. Horror. Yeah. We're from, no. we're from Russia, aren't you? What what story do they tell about that when you go to school? Back in the day? No, I can be not here. My mom was nearby. Really? Yeah. She was nearby. <laughs> oh no. I've stuffed that up. Stuff oh bro, you up. broke the microphone <laughs> and the headphones. Jeez. Bill So how cl- how close was your mum to Chernobyl? I don't know, I don't remember, but nobody tell. Nobody, nobody told. Nobody knew what's going on. Oh, so they kept it a secret. And it was a secret. Did anyone get sick in your family or anything no. from it? At Lucky. Least I don't know. Well, if they're not now, then that's that's mm. that's good. But Maybe apparently, it was like you know what I heard. I heard that 
Chernobyl was running like 20 years after it's still going. Mm. That, that was still no parts mm. of it not that bit but yeah, other the parts other of reactors, it were still other reactors were, were still a couple still, of years later the other reactors were all running because yeah. they hadn't got to the bottom of the fact that it was government it was partly the government's fault because they didn't want to Russia didn't want to show weakness this is what they say in the TV show anyway yeah. I don't actually know if it's um, oh, man, HBO it's, or, it's, it's really significant good work <laughs> Finally managed to get a talk on, on show. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, yep, I guess that's it. Sama, thanks for coming in. Prashant, good job on your first show. And uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> all righty, guys. If you enjoyed that show, please subscribe. If you're listening on an audio device, then you can subscribe there. Um, you can also head over to um, Bill Kerr TV at YouTube. And you can subscribe to the channel there for all the video um, highlights of the show. And also, don't forget to support our sponsors. Our sponsors are trueprotein.com.au. Use the code BRO for 10% off. Head to, for the best coolers in town and drinkware and outdoor, outdoor gear, head to yeti.com.au forward slash BRO. And lastly, don't forget to check out athena.co. A-T-H-Y-N-A, Athena with a Y, athena.co. If you want 20 hours of free virtual assistant services, head over and check us out. See you next week.